It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Faster my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. On, on Darrell Casey's sack, that, that would have got them on the field or at least made them kick a field goal. Um, even um, the, the missed tackle when they had Melvin Gordon dead to rights in the hole. I mean, those are things that, you know, the, those are plays that defense has to make. So there's plenty of blame to go around as to why the Titans basically lost this one because I think that, sure, San Diego was a good team at home, but the Titans definitely had the opportunities to win this ballgame today. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, when you look, when they took the lead there at 21-19, to you're starting to think, hey, they, you know, they're going to win this football game. They're going to end this misery that they've had in San Diego all these years of not winning football games out there. And instead, they allow the Chargers to come right back down the field and score. And then after that, you know, it was just turnovers. And then the Titans were back fighting uphill behind from two scores again for a lot of the second half. Guys, let's flip over and talk a little defense today. And obviously the big number was Melvin Gordon's 196 rushing yards that he was able to put up against the Titans. They did a decent job. Phillip Rivers throws for 275. They had been giving up 300 yards per game in the last several outings to some less than stellar quarterbacks, Cody Kessler being one of those. Uh, and Blake Bortles, of course, uh, in the uh, Jacksonville game. But they hold Rivers under the 300-yard mark, yet Gordon able to go off today. They just couldn't tackle the guy when they needed to. You know, I I actually, uh, Terry, I I saw a lot more speed from Melvin Gordon than I anticipated. It's like he got faster from one year to the next getting into the pros because he was a battling ram when he was at Wisconsin running behind those big cheesy linemen. But for the most part, you know, him not being able to find the end zone last year kind of it's set up a set of precedence as to who we thought Melvin Gordon was. But this year, he's starting to show that speed at the second level. Obviously, his yards after conduct are tremendous because the guy can't be brought down just by arms or one defender. So, obviously, him having 196 yards today, him controlling the time of possession, and that was the difference in the ball game. And I will definitely contribute that to you know, Marcus, or DeMarco Murray not being 100%, missing some practice this week before finally coming back and you know, trying to join the ball game, and then not having Derek Henry to lean on. Not taking anything from Antonio Andrews, but he hasn't been in the fold in a long, long time. So the fact that DeMarco Murray and Derek Henry have kind of created a one-two combination, and either one of those guys were either A, on the field, or 100%, that definitely had an effect, in my opinion. I think that probably did have an effect. Plus, the Chargers were gearing to stop the run game. You know, they weren't going to let the Titans grind it out like they want to do and they forced them to go to the air especially when they took a 16 nothing lead they came out and you know dictated to the titans and set the tempo with those quick passes using the slant using the screens and the draws i thought the chargers did a great job of play calling you know I hate to give credit to ken wisenhunt but he did a great job calling plays in this in this game because he was he was mixing in Philip River. He came out throwing the football. He threw to set up the run. And then with the draws and, and things like that, Melvin Gordon just ate them alive. 
now, guys, the Titans sit four and five. And obviously, going forward, I think the biggest thing that this Titans team has to work on, and it's pretty simple, ball security. And that starts with Marcus Mariota and not fumbling the football and not throwing the interceptions at the key times, guys. We had a couple of games where he played pretty much mistake-free, and we thought, okay. And we can see him turning the corner as far as how he is playing overall. But these three plays basically in the ball game were the difference in him having a great day in a Titans win and him having a great day in a Titans loss. Yeah, Brad, I'm, I'm going I'm to go ahead. Go ahead. throw this at you and you tell me if you agree about uh, about the play of Marcus Mariota. I think, I think the interceptions that he's thrown, I think that is something that as he learns, as he improves as a quarterback, as he gets more experience, I think – a lot of those will subside. It won't go away completely because no quarterback is ever, you know, interception-free. Even Tom Brady throws interceptions on occasion. But I think a lot of that, those plays made due to bad reads or, or things like that, I think a lot of that will subside as he gets more experience. To me, the bigger issue is ball security and fumbling the football. It's something that plagued him at Oregon. It's something that's plaguing him now as the Tennessee Titans quarterback. He continues to lose the ball. He gets knocked out or he you know loses it trying to make a pitch or whatever it may be you know that to me is a problem that i don't know if it's ever going to go away because it's something that it just it's just the style he plays the high risk high reward yeah you know what i will say that the offense that he came from in oregon um it was a little more helter skelter you know it's a little more to absorb than most would actually think and i'm not calling marcus Mariota a dumb guy but when you have time to get yourself acclimated with an offense with a system with a way of doing things then you become comfortable with it and your decision making comes better and you don't create the turnovers the reason why marcus Mariota didn't beat the guy up that started in front of him in high school was a yes that was the coach's son but if he would have understood the playbook a little bit better i guarantee you that with his abilities he would have definitely won the starting job I'm not saying anything about his Heisman Trophy here because the guy won a Heisman Trophy in college. But when you get familiar with the system, you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just simply reacting. When Marcus is just reacting and throwing the ball to the spot that he knows guys are going to be at, he's very effective. When he knows exactly the head to tail what the play call is and what he's supposed to do in it, he is electric. But when he gets in those hairy situations where he needs to make a decision that might be knee-jerk reaction or... You know, it's just really kind of something that wasn't planned for. It's unscripted. That's when the thinking comes in. It sometimes makes those mistakes that end up giving the defense the ball. Okay, Brad, I want to throw this at you. How do the Titans go about correcting that with him? I mean, uh, you work on ball security in practice, but it's continually an issue, and there's got to be some way to shore that up at least a little bit. Yeah, go back and look at his ATT scores. See exactly how, how how his aptitude is, and that'll tell you just how long it'll be before Marcus Mariota is completely comfortable with the system that Terry Bisky and Mike Malachi want him to run. Now it's one thing to cater an offense towards your strengths, towards your you know, towards your playmaker, et cetera, et cetera. But I think in this instance, it's easy to game plan youngsters. Therefore, you have to have something else behind you, which are the coaches' play calling. So the better that he understands what it is that those guys want him to do the better he'll be. And that's just something, something that time will only tell. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at it, you know, like I said earlier, it, it's a growing process, you know, and it's just a matter of how long is it going to take. You see signs of him getting there, and then it's two steps forward, one step back. So I think it's For a sure. situation where, you know, it's a situation where Marcus Mariota 
still has a ways to go before he's a finished product, and who knows how long that's going to be. I will say this, guys. Give credit to this team for not quitting. They had an opportunity after the fumble return touchdown, after the interception return touchdown, to cave in, to give up and say, okay, we're not coming back. They drove back down the field. They get the touchdown to cut the lead, to put themselves in a position with two minutes and 30, 40 seconds or so uh, left in the game, still having three timeouts to try to get a stop and have an opportunity to come back and, and score again. So, Certainly that is a good sign for this team going forward. It's just, again, uh, you've got to stop those little mistakes that beat yourselves and, and shoot yourself in the foot. And, uh, Brad, certainly you know about that having played. Never give up. That's a good trait for this team to have, at least at this point in time, as they continue to struggle through some of these little things. Guys, Greg, Terry, you guys have been around the game a long time. The formula to winning is what? Having a strong winning attack, to be able to keep the ball and do what you want to do with it, and having a defense that can actually get you the ball back. When you look at the Tennessee Titans going into this ball game, they were second behind the Dallas Cowboys in rushing the football, and they were third in getting sacks and putting pressure on the quarterback. Those are two great formulas. The mistakes are obviously the difference in why this team is below 500 right now. You can eradicate the mistakes. Guess what? This game is 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 almost considered Raiders and Patriot esque this year in 2016. Think about it. Yes. I mean, you know, it's really the thing that's keeping them from winning ball games. The reason they're four and five instead of, uh, you know, seven and two or six and three is simply the fact that they have given games away with critical mistakes at critical times. Guys, uh, it's that time again. Time for our final thoughts on the afternoon. Terry, give us your final thoughts on this Titans loss to San Diego. Well, you know, we've talked about it the, the entire podcast about Titans with the giveaways and things like that that have been plaguing this team all year. The biggest reason they've not been able to win is because they are giving up too many big plays. Not big plays in terms of you know long passes for touchdowns or you know 85 yard runs for touchdowns. They're giving up plays on turnovers and special teams mistakes. The two Scores today by the Chargers defense at seven return touchdowns against the Titans this year. Five on defense by opponents, two on special teams by opponents. Can't win doing that. I mean, that is an unbelievable stat. That's not what I was going to say, but I'm going to pick you back up on what you said, Terry, because it was so, you know, apropos. In that when you think about it, the Titans just aren't creating turnovers, and always giving it back to the defense. The defense is taking it to the house, putting points on the board, therefore making it harder for the Titans to stay in it and stay in what the game plan was going in because no one practices during the week being down by three touchdowns. Why would you do that? So I just think, in essence, it's still the mistakes that continue to plague this team. And ultimately, if there's time permitted, (laughs) they'll be able to smooth them out. My final thought, and I touched on it a moment ago, and guys, you both made great points there, but it's the not quit. That, to me, is the most impressive thing about this game. Certainly, uh, there were some good points. The offense did some good things today, I thought. The defense, at times, made some plays. Obviously, not enough when the when the game mattered at the end and got embarrassed a little bit there. I know uh, they want to bounce back from that going forward, but they didn't quit. They kept battling. They kept coming back. They tried to make it uh, and get where they could get the football back and win. They just could not overcome those uh, three critical mistakes at critical times that cost them. That's something certainly is a positive to look forward to going forward as the season 
progresses and this team uh, moves forward now trying to come back next week and once again get a win that would get them back to 500. That will do it for us today. We hope you've enjoyed it. You've been listening to Locked On Titans on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.